Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello. Well, I have a question. Yeah. What's it like to work on the Olympics? Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, I, you know, it's certainly working remotely, uh, has had its, uh, issues and, and technical difficulties, but we're here and I'm super happy that I get to be part of it. Well, so if anybody doesn't know, my daughter's a sports photographer, Caitlin Mulcahy, follower on Instagram. (laughs) And, um, she is editing some of the photos that are coming out of, uh, Okay. Yeah. 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 And so you work from like 5.30 to sometimes 2 in the morning here in Los Angeles. It's only been like one night, but yeah, I always just try and stay on until and later if anyone needs help. she receives photos like from a number of sports, but primarily been do, uh, editing field hockey. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of fun because you're communicating with, uh, there was a guy from Spain, was it? Germany. Germany. And I know you, you were communicating with somebody from London last night. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. It's been a good time. Um, I have just pleasantly enjoyed talking to people who I wouldn't otherwise ever be talking to ever. That's the great thing about the Olympics is there's plenty of people to meet, even if you don't think you're going to meet any. I genuinely didn't think I'd meet too many people. I thought if I ever needed help, I'd just be reaching out to folks I already knew of. Um, and that is not the case because sometimes when you really need help, you'll just ask anyone. So um, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, just the collaboration of it all. Well, not only working on the Olympics, but getting to meet people from all over is kind of cool. Even if you're only meeting them online, you do have this connection with someone that, you know, if you're in their uh, country, you can go, hey, I have to come and stop by. You know, we spent two weeks working on the Olympics together type of thing. Yeah, maybe that's more what you're projecting onto it. I don't know that anyone's invited me over to their homes yet. Well, invite them to ours. (laughs) Okay. I know uh, Um, your gentleman from uh, Germany. Tell him to come and visit us. I'd love to meet him. uh, Sure, yes, uh, I will. She said not meaning it. I just, it's (laughs) just, I I don't want to be like, hey, it was so great to work with you. No, it's the... if you're ever in Los Angeles, uh, I think stop. He's, if he's ever we in Los will Angeles, have, uh, contact me and we'll have dinner. If he's ever in Los Angeles, he'll probably uh, it'll probably be in 2028. That's the probably the next time I see anyone traveling across the world. Well, I'm putting it out there. Mom and I are going to Paris in 2024. Why? Because the Olympics are there. My daughter will be shooting it. I'm putting it out that that's going to happen so that we have a reason to go to Paris and check you out shooting I just have to work my little behind off and we will see if doing so could make that happen. But I am... I'm just going to take it day by day. <laughs> Good. Um, but so what are we chatting about today? What are we talking about today? So uh, this is one of the things that I wanted to discuss with you for a long time. And it's financial terms, and I want to explain them to you. So because part of what we talk about is not being emotional when you invest. So this is one of the things, if you know these terms, it helps you not being emotional. Okay? Sounds so good. like any idea where the market correction is? Um, when they kind of have to adjust for inflation? No, a market correction is when the market falls. And when I say the market, I mean specifically the S&P 500. Okay. Oh, and that's when it falls at least 10% for 
from the previous day's high. Okay. Then all the news is like, oh my God, it's a market correction. So for instance, the market right now, uh, the S&P uh, 500 is like 4,400 or something, 4,430. So if it dropped 10%, that would means it would have dropped over 440 points in one day. Okay. Yeah, At that's least, a good bit. right? So if you were talking the Dow... Thirty. It's it's at about thirty five thousand. That means it would have dropped thirty five hundred points in one day. And That's the, a lot of points. The news would be going crazy because when it drops four hundred to five hundred points, they're like, "Oh my God! Investors are taking cash out of the market. They're doing this. They're cashing in. They're cashing in." And there's just nothing but red flags all over the news about how terrible it is. When it drops ten percent, which is a lot more than four hundred points, it's not a big deal, right? Okay. So it's a normal part of investing and it's basically the cost of admission. Now, anything between between a 10% drop from the previous day's high up to 19% drop is considered a market correction. So when people say, "Oh my god, the market's correcting, the market's correcting, what are you going to do?" You go, "Nothing." So the market it's- correcting is just uh you know, maybe 10 really great things happen the day before and then 10 really bad things happen the next day. And No, then- that's not it. What I'm saying is whatever is the previous day high, it will drop at least 10%. If it drops 8%, it's not a market correction. Okay, so I'm just going to explain this right now from my point of view. Hearing the term market correction doesn't scare me. Knowing its value and knowing its meaning now, Initially, if you just told me, that means that guaranteed the market has dropped at least 10%, if not more. That's what that means. Correct. Uh, Taking out all of the context that like that happens and the market then goes back up eventually. It's, those are all things I know, but if I had just had, if I was born yesterday, but I somehow had a elementary knowledge and you told me market correction means this and I'd go, ah, but knowing everything I know, it doesn't scare me. And the term itself doesn't scare me because that just, it makes me think, okay, uh, Maybe they estimated something too high, so then it's correcting itself. That, that, and that, the prospect of that doesn't scare me, even though I know that's not what it means. But the cor- correction or whatever doesn't sound that scary to me, but knowing its term, like, oh, wow, it went down 18%. Yeah, that would probably make me go, oh, okay, but I know it's going to go back up. It'll be fine. Well, and you probably will not hear the words market correction. Maybe one out of every 10 financial broadcasters will say, oh, it's a market correction. They would probably say if the, da- the S&P 500 is at 4,400 points and it dropped 10%, that's 440 points, they'd go, the S&P dropped 440 points. Right. They would try and scare you. Um, and there's nothing to be scared about. I would just also ask if, is the difference between a market correction and a recession is that yes. a recession is just uh, like five market corrections in a row within a two-month well, period? Well, let me, let me get to that because okay. there's a thing after a market correction, it's called a bear market. Okay. B-E-A-R or B-A-R-E? B-E-A-R. Like, bear market, okay. So- a bull market is when people are charging to get all the stocks. A bear market is when everybody's trying to run away and get rid of their stocks. Okay. All right. So a market correction is anything between 10 to 19% drop from the previous day's high for the S&P 500. Okay. A bear market 
when it drops at least 20% from the previous days. So, quick question. Yeah. Do you know the last day there was a bear market? I do. Oh, okay. Uh, it was... It seems like definitely maybe market corrections are more common than bear market. So, are. the bear market, um, the most recent one was from January, uh, February 19th of 2020, last year, through March 23rd of 2020. And in those five-week period, the market dropped 33.92%. So it didn't drop 20% in one day, but it might have dropped 8%, and then the next day it dropped 4%. Right, and and over that period of time, it was, yeah. So that adds up. Nearly 34%. Yeah, that adds up. Okay. So, Although, folks, just uh, FYI, we're already back where we were before. Oh, yeah, and plus a lot more. Yeah. So we had a bear market last year. From February 19th through March uh, 23rd of 2020. And that's when the market dropped nearly 34%. But overall, when December 31st came around, the stock market last year, 2020, the year of a bad pandemic and everybody concerned and a lot of people not working and restaurants. We're still in a pretty bad pandemic, but yeah. So, but last year was the shock value. We're kind of used to it now, right? With the shock value... Stock market still went up 17%. After it dropped 34% over a five-week period, and it was in a bear market. It came back that 33.4% or whatever, and then 17% on top of that? Correct. Folks. Folks. Hang in for the long run. Come on now. That's insane. Because I remember specifically, and I've mentioned this once on the podcast before, so the person I'm about to mention, you know who I'm talking about. Um, You know it's you. I was talking with them or an amazing friend um, and we were talking and he was telling me about how his dad took out uh, a lot of a lot of money and I don't know if he put it back in or what he did with it after but it he, doesn't matter if he put it back in what he did is lock in his losses he locked in his losses well so if he if he took it out and it was worth ten thousand dollars right he wanted to save at least 10 he took out ten thousand dollars and i'm just throwing that number out there i really genuinely do not know um feels like an okay number uh and uh then he went back and he bought ten thousand worth in three months right you do you think that difference is going to be pretty drastic huge significant because less he let's say he he started at um a hundred thousand is what he had in value as of February eighteenth, and then on March twentieth, which was nearly five weeks into this bear market, he goes, "I've lost thirty four percent of my money, so I now now only have sixty six thousand dollars. When I used to have a hundred, I'm selling. That's it. I'm selling. So he takes his sixty six thousand. Good for him. He's got his sixty six. He does hasn't lost thirty four, but once he sold, he lost his thirty four for sure." Then he goes, oh, look, the stock market's going up. So then he buys again when the stock market has gone up. Let's say from the previous 34%, it's gone. It's recovered that 34% plus it made another 5%. So now he buys. Mm -hmm. So he spends the same, instead of 68,000, he'll spend the the 66,000 that he has left. He reinvests in the stock market after he's given back 34,000. Plus has to pay some capital gains on selling. 
Oh, yeah. And so let's say capital gains-wise, he had to pay another $8,000. So now he's down to fifty-eight. So with the 58000 he buys back in the stock market. But, but now he, what used to be... 66 when he took it out which is actually 58 he's rebuying with 58 and he'd be getting less shares correct because it's grained five percent on top of the 33 yeah on top of the 34 we're we're flying these numbers around here and if i know my mom's listening to this that she's just she's she was lost five minutes ago um yeah so rest in peace mom um (laughs) oh my god no i'm just saying like legitimately i I'm keeping up with you, and it's because we're right here right now. But if someone's driving in their car and they go, guys, come on now. Um, but, but yeah, so essentially just that that wouldn't be great. Um, but so that was because of a bear market. Just getting Correct. kind of back to your topic. I don't know if I interrupted anything no, you were so, saying. Bear market now that I know the term, I go, okay, yeah, 20% is definitely a, a big chunk. So it's 20 to 30% or it's just 20 and up? At least 20. At least 20. 20 and okay. then above. Now, can the stock market go down more than 20% in one day? Probably. No. Oh, wait, you told me this. They put in what's called... They put in a stop or What's called circuit breakers. So a circuit breaker in your house is, if there's a surge of power that could potentially cause a fire with the electricity or too much power to run to something and it blows all the circuits in your house. The circuit breaker, when it gets a surge of electric, will immediately turn everything off. And then once you reset the circuit breaker at your electrical fuse box, you can turn everything back on. But it doesn't allow like all that power in your house to blow out because there's a, there's a thing to stop that from happening. Right. For potential electrical fire to happen in your house, they have things called circuit breakers. Very right. smart. So when what happened in 2008, 2009 with the stock market dropping with the housing crisis, and then someplace around March of 2019, they put into effect, I believe, they can't, the stock market can't go down more than 20% in any day this because trading 100% stops because they want people to stop being emotional. So they put in three circuit breakers. The first one is if the S and P drops 7%, all trading stops for 15 minutes. It's basically saying stop selling, stop buying, stop being crazy, stop being emotional, figure it out for 15 minutes. Wow. It automatically stops. I forget that. There's a, you know, a profession that requires watching the numbers in front of a screen all day, every day, probably multiple screens, buying and selling within seconds, that that's actually a thing that people do. There there are brokerage firms that can make, I know it's something like 50 million trades in a second because they're finding all these little you know, a one penny difference here. And if we make 5 million trades, we're going to make X amount of money a day or whatever. But if, if the stock market drives, drops at least 7% from the previous day high, and I'm talking the S&P 500, the stock market's trading all stops, but just for 15 minutes. Wow. Then after 15 minutes, they're saying, okay, did level heads happen? People start calming down and not being so emotional about- Have they found- has research proven that those 15 minutes stopping it for 15 minutes helps? Yeah. That's now, good. there's a second circuit breaker. If the stock market drops 13%, so now you're still in the same day. 
And at 10 o'clock, the stock market shut down for 15 minutes. And 10.15 a.m., it went, went back. Okay. And, and between 10.15 and 11, the stock market's now down 10%. Oh, wow. Right? So if it went down 10%, what is it in technically? A market correction. Correct. But once it gets to 13%, let's say it's 11.45 in the day. It went down now 13% from the previous day's high. Mm -hmm. Shuts down again. No more trading allowed for 15 minutes. So it's basically saying, investors, think about it. Stop being so emotional. Stop doing all this. I got to buy the most. I'm going to be greedy. Or I'm so fearful. I got to sell. I got to sell. Just be someplace in the middle. Just calm down. Yeah. Okay. Just everybody hold. Hold. Take five. Hold. I'm just incorporating a little bit of Hollywood in there. Right. <laughs> now, the next. Uh, so those are the first two circuit breakers. Okay. 7%, 13%. 13% and. And then the last one. All right, so now at 11.45, and here in L.A., the stock market closes at 1 o'clock because that's 4 o'clock New York time. So, oh, I thought it closed at 3. Oh, but I guess that no, makes sense. No, that's when four. you'll see everything fully comes. You can look at your You can account. look at the day's numbers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's say at 12.30, the stock market has now gone from down 13% from the previous day's S&P 500. It's now down 20%. At whatever, the 1235 or whatever I said, yeah. that no more trading's allowed the rest of the day. Wow. And if that happened at nine in the morning, no more trading's allowed the rest of the day. Well, good. Because they're saying, you guys have to calm down and figure out, you know, what are your emotions and just don't bet on emotions because that's, it, it drives the market and it helps investors who are smart, but you're trying to say more investors be smart and don't be 70% of you be super emotional and 30% control it, right? So anyhow, that's a really good thing. Um, I'm, I'm, so they, in, they enlisted these uh, circuit breakers, all three of them, in 2008? Or it's like they... Well, I don't, oh, I don't remember, the, but I, I do have this, I do have this uh, statistic. Four times in March of 2020... Trading stopped because the stock market had gone down at least 20% during the day. Oh, because everyone is freaking out. Yeah. Because the pandemic, the pandemic, look, all the, uh, what's going to happen with mass, all the restaurants are closing. I, yeah, I think for me, when I realized that it wasn't going away, um, was when Rudy Gobert tested positive and previously. If you don't know, Rudy Gobert is an NBA player. Yeah. Um, Utah Jazz? Yes. So he had touched all of these reporters' microphones and me being friends with plenty of reporters, not any who I think specifically cover him or tend to, um, it it just got me thinking, oh, wow, this is a, a world in which there's high-contact sport, more so than if you're just going into the office every day, clocking in and out at 9 and 5. Um, and uh, that's when it got real for me. And I remember March... 8th when everything really started to get canceled and then everything just went further and I remember specifically that the stock market was kind of going crazy and then I think as well with like the protests I don't know how that affected um the stock market either but uh a lot of people being emotional is what that is all right so I'm going to give you some facts about bear markets and market corrections and bull markets that hopefully will continue this big long learning lessons of this podcast, which is don't be emotional. The average market correction 
usually lasts 54 days. So not quite two months. And, uh, Wait, really? Yeah. Total 54 days. Since so- 1900, the average bear market, the drop to at least 10%, and not as much as 20, drop at least 10%. Or- it takes 54 days for it to come back? No. That's usually how long they last before it comes back. So I kind of what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I was just, I was... Less than two months. Right. So it's not like when you hear... It's not always two months, When you hear we're in a market correction, you don't have to go, "Uh uh-oh, I'm taking all my... You just go, you know, two to three months, it'll probably be back. It doesn't guarantee it'll have... It'll go quicker than two, but, but, you know... But if you know that's the average, you go, oh, I'll be okay. Two months, yeah. Two months. Two months. Right? I I honestly genuinely can't believe that our podcast is over a year old now because we're in August. I don't no. know the day we started it, but it's I think in it July was July of last year. I think it was two weeks ago now, so we're a year old. And um, I guess at the start of three seasons in, I genuinely can't believe half of 2021 is over. People think, oh yeah, right, what year are we in? Oh yeah, COVID nineteen. Yeah, all of the pandemic that was shut down, everything in 2020. Um. And now it's 2022 is around the corner. Beijing 2022, at least, because that's how my world operates as I go, oh, right, when's the next Olympics? When's the next big thing? 2022 is in six months. The Winter Olympics in Beijing, six months. Insane to me. Insane. But sorry. All right. So market correction, we said, usually lasts not as long as two months. That's since 1900, the average length of the market correction, which is at least 10% down from the previous day's high in the S&P 500, it usually lasts 54 days or less than two months. Now, the chances of a market correction turning into a bear market, which would mean at least 20% down. yeah, what's that chance? 20% since 1900. So most market corrections- Don't turn into bear markets. 80% of them do not turn into bear markets. So if you're a long-term investor, that should give you confidence. So my question is, is do you, I mean, maybe I guess this is basically just 2020. The last time a uh, market correction turned into a bear market was 2020. Well, we can assume, but okay. All right. Now let's talk about bear markets. So a bear market we talked about is that the stock market drops at least 20% from the S&P 500 the day before, whatever that number is, right? How long Mm -hmm. do bear markets tend to average how long they last? Or how, say, how often do they happen? I want to say they happen every five years. Every 3.6 years on average. Okay. Now, we, I told you we did have a bear market in whatever, uh, right. February of 2020 through yeah. March 23rd of 2020. So that was 2020, the year 2020. What was the previous market correction before that? 2009. Oh, wow. So we went 11 years. 11 years without one. Wow. So. Well, okay. It makes me wonder if clearly the stock market is a worldwide phenomena that, that, you know, folks right now in Hong Kong are trading into, you know, investors in Belarus are, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, Folks in uh, Lagos, or I'm, I'm butchering it, but um, everyone invest in it 
it makes me wonder if that's a bear market that was just in the U.S. or if that kind of reflects everything. No, it tends to whatever happens in the U.S. and even whatever happens in Europe, Has it tends to affect everybody. Domino effect, butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. So if a bear market tends to happen every 3.6 years and the average length of a bear market is, so the average length of the bear of the market staying down at least 20%, how long would you say that you think that stays around? Well, the previous statistics you told me makes me believe it's 10 months. 9.5. You're pretty good. Yeah, because you said that every single time we've had a recession, it comes back within 18 months or something like that. No, there was it wasn't this- a recession. I'm, well, I was talking about market correction. Well, this is just separate, uh, was, but from you, our previous podcast. you previously told me that, and it's just, it's something that always stuck in my head that, oh, uh, we're in a recession, we're in a, the Great Depression, we're in blank, blank, blank. It always comes back within at least 18 months. Not with That's, the depression, but with the recession, the average time it's come back is 18 months. Okay, so yeah, I guess not the Great Depression, but... Um, the Great Depression was like 20 years. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, wow, I didn't know that. I thought it was, oh, by 1940, everything was kind of back yeah, up and running. Yeah, but it started about 1928, and I don't know if it went to 44 or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, so, but if the average length of a bear market since 1900 is like 9.5 months, 9.6 months, uh, so that's less than a year. But the market's down 20%, and it could be more than 20%, but it's at least 20, and so you're concerned, right? Mm-hmm. If if that's if we take the nine point six, assuming you have a fifty year investment horizon, like I'm not going to really play with this investment money for whatever fifty years. That means you'll go through an average of fourteen bear markets mm. during your lifetime, give or take. So it shouldn't be too scared of them. No, so you just got to hope that they don't hit you right when you want retirement. <laughs> so. The average bear market since 1900 has lasted nine and a half months. How long is the average bull market? And the bull market is when the market's, you know, it's basically that it's a stock prices rise by 20% after two declines of at least 20% each. Um, I think bull markets last, what, six months? At least 973 days or 2.7 years. Oh, wow. So if the bear market... I thought the stock market was a little bit more up and down than that. Yeah. In general, you're correct. But the average bull market has lasted 2.7 years. So, but since 19... No, since about 2009, 2009, 2010, we've been in a bull market. So we're in 2021. And I think if you went back and looked, I don't know if we've averaged 16 or 70% during that whole decade. It's crazy. Pretty good. So it's amazing. So bull markets tend to last much longer than bear markets. Uh, market corrections tend to not become, 80% of the time, not become bear markets. So 10% drops, 80% of the time, don't become 20% drops. There are circuit breakers in the thing to stop the stock market from going down more than 20% in one day where those you didn't used to be around. And I think during the depression, it dropped something like 70, 80% in one day. Oh my God. Yeah. So people were, people were actually committing suicide. So that, so that stuff has been corrected, but this is a long roundabout way saying 
If you're a long-term investor and you can keep emotions out of it, you'll be okay. And I'm hoping that some of these financial terms about market correction, bear market, bull market have eased any, you know, concerns that people out there would have had. So any thoughts? I, uh, I didn't realize that bull markets lasted that long or that the Great Depression the lasted that long. Yeah. Yeah. So the average. So we'll give or take. But um, I'm happy the circuit breakers are in place, too. I'm honestly kind of surprised that wasn't a thing. For a long time. Yeah. I, it's, it makes me wonder how much they kind of had to tidy up after the recession and, like, the housing crisis in 2000. That was 2008 or 2009? Yeah, it was about 2009 when the market started coming back. So, but what year did it go down? What year was it? I think it started late. Late 2007? Yeah, and then all of 2008, and it got worse and worse. And it went down at least 40%. Because Obama was walking into office when they had all those issues. He 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 adopted that that stuff. Um, Because it kind of shocks me that, oh, yeah, if the market goes down... 20% 20% in a day. Should we really let this go on? And people just for years and years and years were like, yeah, sure. It's Let's see what happens. Market. It's the stock market. It's like, no, maybe we should uh, be a little less crazy about it all. I mean, I'm one for who thinks that uh, sometimes things don't move fast enough. But when it comes to the stock market, I think, you know, just take a chill pill, everybody. Exactly. Um, and that's our episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you learned something like I did, um, even if it was good or bad. <laughs> Keep watching those Olympics. You'll see my daughter turning out some really amazing pictures, or at least she's editing a bunch. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe. The content on Dad's Daughters and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.